Happy Monday, everyone. This is Robin Gill sitting in for Jill Bennett. Well, psychedelic drugs have been a contentious issue. Now, the Australian government has given the green light to two psychedelics, MDMA and psilocybin. Starting July 1st, psychiatrists will be allowed to prescribe MDMA MA for PTSD, a lot of acronyms here, and psilocybin, also known as the main ingredient in magic mushrooms to treat depression. But where are we at here in Canada? Dr. Monique Moeller joins us now. She's with Field Trip Health. It's a psychedelic therapy company. She's also been a physician with the Centre for Addiction and Mental Health in Toronto. Monique, thanks for joining us. No problem. Thanks for having me, Robin. What was your reaction to this? Uh, I have to say, you know, I'm maintaining some cautious optimism. You know, I'm um, I'm excited to see that uh, we we have one of our Commonwealth nations moving forward in this direction, but certainly keeping a really close eye on it and have a lot of questions that I'm looking to get answered in the next several months or a year as this sort of un, um, unrolls or uh, yeah moves forward. Where are we at with our government when it comes to these psychedelics? That's a great question. So currently, it's kind of uh, province by province decision making. So Alberta in January made an announcement that they would be moving forward um, in uh, creating its own system for psychedelic assisted psychotherapy, where licensed practitioners or approved practitioners would be able to provide these treatments, um, including MDMA and psilocybin. Um, Quebec also has made some moves. So in December, they became the first province to announce that they would provide health coverage for the cost of psilocybin-assisted therapy. Um, so we're, we're kind of waiting uh, in Ontario to see whether whether our province will follow suit. I, I do practice in Toronto and Ontario. Um, but right now, um, it's it seems to be individualistic uh, in terms of the province level, and we're waiting on the federal government to kind of make a move or a decision. And my hope is that with this kind of decision in Australia, that this is going to be the case for us, not too uh, distant future. Let's talk about MDMA first as a drug. Sure. What are the benefits of this? What types of patients can and can't use it? So there have been a number of uh, large um, clinical trials, uh, most recently phase three clinical trials that have been uh, published in our literature, uh, mostly um, supported by the MAPS organization uh, based in the United States, um, to evaluate whether MDMA could be an effective treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. And it seems by and large that this evidence kind of like a slam dunk, I would say, um, that, you know, consistently the results show that it is in a very effective treatment for PTSD. And this is sort of in light of the fact that we don't really have great treatment options as it is right now for PTSD management or treatment. So this is kind of uh, shining a new light um, or sort of hope uh, in in treating this um, traditionally very difficult um, mental illness. So I'm excited about that. I think it's really promising. Um, the drug itself is an amphetamine-based stimulant. It sounds a little bit scary, but what it does is it creates a, a beautiful sort of sense of safety for clients or patients that take it, and they're able to essentially explore and unpack and reprocess traumatic um, images or memories that may have happened to them um, with the support, of course, of uh, licensed psychotherapists or um, highly trained facilitators. So, um, you know, patients are able to essentially move through their index trauma in a safe, uh, in a safe way, in a safe environment, and doing so 
helps really relieve the symptoms. And actually over 60 to 70% of patients that are treated with MDMA um, experience a curative result. So their PTSD is cured after only three medicine sessions, which is really remarkable, especially when we compare traditional management um, today. And when it comes to psilocybin, does it work in the Mm -hmm. same way? Psilocybin is, um, so it works differently than MDMA. MDMA is considered an empathogen, uh, so it's not a classic psychedelic. Psilocybin is a classic psychedelic. It works on serotonin. Um, and psilocybin has predominantly been studied for treatment refractory depression. So it's a different cohort of patients also seeing incredibly promising results. We've also been studying um, psilocybin to treat multiple other uh, mental health conditions such as OCD, alcohol use disorder, nicotine use disorder, um, the list goes on and on. And uh, I think, you know, our colleagues in the field are getting really excited about the results they're seeing. And so we're hoping that this is going to broaden um, in terms of uh, the indications that we can use psilocybin for. I know here in Vancouver, there are so many magic mushroom shops. I mean, Mm -hmm. we called it a shroom boom at one point. Yeah. And the police don't really monitor it much like they turned a blind eye to illegal cannabis shops, but then cannabis Mm -hmm. became legal. Is it just a matter of time that mushrooms will become legal? My my instinct and my gut is telling me to say yes to you. I mean, of course, we don't have a crystal ball, but I my hope is that that's the way things are going. Um, you know, I think that, you know, the train has kind of already left the station in a lot of ways. You're, you're alluding to this, but, you know, we can already find mushrooms in these brick-and-mortar shops. You know, Toronto has the same thing, and certainly the underground market we know is booming. And I think it's really prudent now that the federal government steps up and makes these treatments available so that, Patients can have access to specialized and highly supportive care instead of experimenting and self-medicating on their own or with underground facilitators who may not have adequate training to guide them. So this is really the move I'm hoping that we're going to be able to take soon. But why is there opposition to it? It's a good question. I think that there's a lot of apprehensiveness uh, because of what happened in the 50s and 70s. You know, a lot of stigma has been placed on psychedelics um, due to, you know, what I like to call propaganda at the time, not necessarily evidence-based or science-based, but certainly there was a lot of fear instilled in the general public, government officials, and what have you. And so I think that people are just treading very carefully and lightly because of that. That's the Timothy Leary era, right? I remember the psychedelic era. Um, I do know that uh, there was actually research being conducted in Weyburn, Saskatchewan, of all places. And I actually Mm -hmm. lived in Saskatchewan when the hospital that was looking into this was shut down. Um, What happened there? Um, Well, I think this was largely contingent on the political movements that were happening at the time in the United States. And again, this is kind of alluding to this idea of, um, you know, the propaganda. I know a lot of incredible research and science was being done um, at the time in Saskatchewan in particular. Humphrey Osmond and uh, Abram Hoffer were the uh, the two clinicians that were spearheading that. Um, and they were getting incredible results, you know, like over 60% of patients treated with a single dose of LSD were completely abstinent from alcohol after an entire year after their treatment, which is phenomenal if you consider that the response rates for traditional um, uh, alcohol addiction therapies now. Um, But I do think that it was largely politically based. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of research, probably all research was halted and and some of it was pushed underground, but predominantly it was just halted uh, in its entirety. So that's that's essentially what happened. But the research that's happening right now, there is oversight. There certainly is. Yeah, you know, Health Canada did um, actually grant a uh, big proposal to... um, 
a clinical investigator at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health for uh, evaluating um, some of the components of uh, magic mushrooms to treat uh, to treat depression. So that's really exciting. I think that was one of the first big research grants that were um, that were approved by Health Canada, and I think that's. Uh, very telling of the direction in which we're going to be able to go in this country. It's only a matter of time that more research dollars are going to be uh, allocated toward this field. And I think it's about time because I I really do believe that these medicines are game changers in mental health care. I think we're going to see a lot more research on this. Monique Muller, thanks for your time. You're most welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, we'll talk to you soon.